0: Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students, featuring students, where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org students, and we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Watermark Students Podcast episode. I'm Will McCroy and today I'm joined with Ryan Oaks. Hey, hey, hey. And then across from me is Allie Wolfert. This is your first podcast ever. How's it feel?
1: I feel good. I feel ready to go.
0: You feel ready. Okay, we'll see about that. <laughs> and then we've got our student here who's Addie Vineyard.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: And what school do you go to and what grade are you in? I Covenant
2: School and I'm a senior.
0: A senior, okay. Oh, senior year. Hey, okay. Well, Woo. just to get the ball rolling and get conversation going, I want to just throw out a little icebreaker mm. question. And this one, just with Halloween coming around, I'm wondering... What is y'all's best, most memorable, favorite Halloween costume you ever wore or maybe even ever saw anyone wear? And I'll start. Wow. I (laughs) I got to the point. I'm just excited to share this. Let me go first. Like, I need to be vulnerable. (laughs) I I was around fifth grade where I got kind of tired of the costume thing. And so sometimes you just got to tape a quarter to your back. And I was a quarterback.
3: Will, that, you asked the question. Share your best costume. That was my <laughs> best <word>. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was good. Well, I'd like to. If I could go uh, next, I think just because it's we got a low bar here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh, I oh, was, man. I was. Will, contrary to you, I was actually still dressing up for Halloween in my college-aged years. Mm. Um, so Absolutely. I didn't get tired of the costume in fifth grade. Um, I, I went into college, uh, and I actually dressed up with two friends as the three blind mice, and we ran oh. a five k together yeah we had we had black glasses on we wore these gray sweatsuits and we had you know the you know the like the thing on blinds that you like twist to make blinds open and close yeah Mm -hmm. so we had like we each had one of those as like a walking stick and then we we basically ran the 5k blind yeah that's funny Um, (laughs) blind nice
1: you use the blind thing that's funny,
3: <laughs> Ali really piecing it uh, together. Yeah, there. Yeah, Allie, no one really understood,
0: but yeah, <laughs> it
1: was a pretty wild time.
0: It's her first ever podcast. She's, <laughs> just nervous. Just <laughs> she's uh, nervous. Well, no. a- Ali, while, while you're at it, why don't you just share yours?
1: Okay. Well, I feel like both of you said the bar pretty high. <laughs> okay, just that's getting right. And your true. costume, your costume sounds fun. No, it's oh, fair. once I dressed up like an Oompa-Loompa from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
3: <laughs> 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 Wow.
0: I, like, hey.
1: I like painted my yeah. face and everything i have like padding under my clothes i had a green wig on
3: age feels important
1: we went bowling uh how old I, were you i feel like i was 19 for oh, exactly. context i'm 22 now so. <laughs> That's like fairly wait i might have been that? i might have been 18 though well it's all the same
0: yeah. at that point i feel like i was like- in college yeah anything past like 11 is just that's just tough.
3: Okay,
1: Mister, I stop
2: celebrating <laughs> Halloween. You taped a quarter here. <laughs> 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 is- Addie, Addy, you got anything fun for us? I'm trying to think, I have an embarrassing story that correlates to a Halloween costume. Oh, that's, that's you- great! Yeah. It was a few of my friends and we were getting together, and I was under the impression that we were going to wear a wig and everyone was going to be a different color. Mm-hmm. So I showed up in a purple wig, like a bob wig, and a purple shirt. And no one else followed through, mm. so everyone else was oh. rat guys. Oh, oh you had a purple one. wing. You're in the
1: way. Wow. <laughs> hey, they did you wrong. Uh, they really wow. did. That hey. is <laughs> so rude.
3: My goodness, if those friends are listening <laughs> to this podcast right now, I hope you know what you've done.
0: Did you rock it like the whole?
3: Oh, I you did. did. You did, yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's I got owned to, it. You that is so to. good. You have to own that. Righty. At
1: that point, you can't You can't back down. <laughs> no, I can't. Well,
3: Addy, honestly, it sounds like that might have been an experience that maybe you were hurt by your friends because they, they abandoned you in your time of need of wearing a purple wig. And you know where a great place is that you could talk about those hurts. Region for Students, and that is actually a wonderful segue into what we're going to talk about here today on the podcast. So, Allie, as an expert on Region for Students, would you actually give us some context for what we're going to talk about?
1: Yeah, Region for Students is a twelve-week discipleship-based, gospel-centered recovery program for teenagers, grades six through twelve. We thought the best way to teach you or to talk to you guys about Region for Students was to bring in somebody that has already done it, and so Addie is here with us today, and she's just going to share a little bit about her experience in region for students. So Addie, just to set the scene, tell us kind of a quick summary of your story, your relationship with the Lord, anything you think would be helpful for us to know.
2: I grew up in a Christian household where my parents took me to church and I read the Bible, went to Sunday school, etc. And I accepted Christ when I was eight years old. But it wasn't until I was met with accountability and a stable community here at Watermark that I was informed of my struggles and the need to seek forgiveness and healing in a Christ-like way.
1: Okay. So what was kind of the thing that brought you to Region for Students? How did you hear about it and kind of what got you through the doors?
2: I had a friend who graduated from Covenant last year and she was, I really looked up to her and we met for breakfast every once in a while. And she was really, she was in a small group here as well. And she was like, I'm doing this thing this spring and I would love it if you did it with me. And she's like, I'm excited to do it before I go off to college to be equipped. And it would, she's like, it's a great tool for you to have as well. So she really encouraged me to do it. And she was the one who encouraged me to sign up.
0: Were you reluctant? Because I know for me, just I haven't even done region. But from what I've heard is like there's a lot of confessing and just making amends with uh, people you may have hurt. Were you like at all just nervous or reluctant or like, hey, I, I don't know if I'm ready for that.
2: I think my first hang up was, well, I don't really have anything that big. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. there's people out there that have really big things that need to be brought out. But I'm like, I'm OK. I'm I'm fine. There's no mm-hmm. reason for me to go through this 12 week process mm-hmm. with little issues. Mm-hmm. I was like, It's OK. I don't need to. It's OK. But looking back, that was such a silly mindset because those issues that I thought were so small impacted every aspect of my life where I didn't even notice they did. Right. So without Regen, I would have not noticed that and I would have just continued the way I was living.
1: Absolutely. One of the parts of Regen is that we work through an inventory, just kind of going through everything that we've done, everything that's, all the hurts that have been done to us. And we kind of get to the root of all of those. And you probably, what were some of those things that you found, those patterns and kind of the root?
2: I went in knowing I struggled with anxiety and control and wanting to be in control of my situations and kind of putting God in the back seeing like, don't worry I got this but it wasn't until I was filling in that inventory I was like oh pride pride was a really big thing for me and it was holding me back from a lot of things it was the main root of issues and severed relationships with other people right
0: what made you I've heard you mention like pride a couple times what made it click that like I struggle with pride and if there's the student listening at home like if if they wanted to Take a test almost. So like, do I struggle with a pride? Like how, how would you help someone understand like if they struggle with pride or not? Or do we just all struggle with it?
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a section in the book where you fill out people who you need to make amends with. Mm Yeah. Okay. So I was doing that. And I think a section asks like, why haven't you done it yet? Or what's holding you back from doing it? And a lot of it was, they don't need it. Or our relationship's fine right now. Why bring up the past? I'm better than them. I didn't want to admit my struggles to Mm -hmm. them
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and whether or not because I know some of them were struggles that I was dealing with internally with them, if that makes sense. So like I just pushed stuff under the rug and it was building Mm -hmm. up and they didn't know that, which is totally my fault for not letting Mm -hmm. them know that I was hurt by them. And so those things were, that's where pride came out. Right. And there's
3: honestly, there's there's so many different definitions of pride out there. I feel like if, if you talk to anyone, anyone might say I deal with pride, but they might think, oh, I deal with pride because I'm in sports and I think that I'm better than everyone. Mm-hmm. Or um, they might think that about grades or often like that. I think we, we, can, we can often define pride as thinking we are better than someone else at something. But in all reality, I think, I mean, we see pride first kind of get introduced back in the garden when when Adam and Eve are essentially faced with that temptation of wanting to be like God, right? They're faced with the temptation of wanting to eat from this tree, and then they can know everything that God knows and and be like in that same equal position as God. And I, I really think that that is where that like root of pride comes from because, and that's why every single one of us struggles with pride in some sort of way, because oftentimes we can so quickly, be so focused on ourselves and what elevates ourselves. And even in that moment, like I relate to you so much Addy of just like being like, well, you know, I either don't need to say this to them because it's, it's not that big of a deal or oftentimes like it's, I can fix it on my own. Like right. I can, take I can care shove it
2: under it. the rug and our yeah. relationship can be just fine. Exactly.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, Absolutely. And even that kind of like reluctancy, I went through region myself. I was so nervous about confessing and kind of that reluctancy to want to confess is even a pride of like, I want my image to be good. I want people to think I'm good. Where confession is literally just humbling yourself enough to say, I'm not good. I did I'm broken. I'm a sinner. But look how good God is that he would forgive me of these things. Yeah. So what do you think are some of the things that would keep other teenagers from wanting to talk about their hurts and their struggles?
2: I definitely think the first word that comes to mind is judgment. No one wants to mm. be judged for what they've done. It's a hard process to go through to confess to others because a you're going to be judged you don't want to be talked about behind your back by whoever you're confessing to and admitting it makes it so so real that it can hold a lot of people back and then once you admit it, you can't really take it back. So you're forced to deal with it once you admit it. So I think that's what holds a lot of people back. Right.
3: Okay. So for context, you get placed in a step group when you're doing region for students, correct? Yes. Okay. So in your step group, as you're talking about these things, like, hey, you're, you know, a lot of people can be afraid to come to region for students because they might feel judged or of that concept of like, hey, when I say something, it's stuck in the open. Did you ever feel any of that? Just when you were sharing in your group, what was the response of like other students that were in your group?
2: Well, for me in my group, I had three other groups that went to my same school so that was immediately i was like if this ever gets out or i don't want to say anything and i could tell like they were kind of also reluctant to say something because to them i was an upperclassman mm-hmm. and that is scary i would be i was equally as terrified that they would say something mm-hmm. or that the friend who encouraged me she might say something and it was just kind of like being so because i knew them outside of region so i was really hesitant to share stuff because we all go to the same school and I mean, small, small, small school stuff everything. gets right yeah. so yeah. fast.
3: So so what changed? Like what brought you to that point of feeling like, okay, I can share?
2: For me, it was, we're all in the same boat. And at the end of the day, I am no better than the person sitting next to me. And if I don't confess, it's going to be, I'm just, it's going to be a cycle. And I'm trying to get out of the cycle clearly because I'm doing region. So for me, I had to get over that hurdle of, being fearful to share in order to further my relationship with Christ and to confess and to uh, make amends with others. That's incredible.
0: Do you know anyone that like has regretted confessing their sins and like putting it out on the table? I don't think so. I, I truly don't either. I don't know. And I've heard a lot of confessions and a lot of varying weight behind those confessions, stuff that the world would look at it as being like, oh, that's not bad to – other things the world would look at and be like you're looking at prison time for that confession (laughs) and even the people that i know that have faced like legal judgment because they confess like they they have said like it was worth it it was worth it to have that burden off my back like i don't have to hide anymore and so that's something i'm just really encouraged by you and hearing you talk about i was just saying like hey even if worst case scenario is like my small school like word gets around rumors get around but it's worth it like i honestly just to have that freedom of like i'm not hiding anything anymore i'm completely free and
2: and for me another thing was my confession also is dependent on other people like if i don't confess this other people are also going to get hurt right uh-huh. from my action so by confessing i was also helping other people and it it wasn't just about me
1: yeah. right absolutely and i think there's so many different scriptures in the bible that talk about being blameless and when i used to hear that i would be like well it's too late for me to be blameless like i've already messed up i can never be without blame ever again but i really do think blameless really means when you sin you can own it and you can make Mm. right what you did and you Mm -hmm. can say you can say you're sorry and you can ask for forgiveness and then you can just say look at god like God's love is so much greater than that. And so I'm encouraged by you too. And just really proud of you and hearing how you've just handled that.
3: Yeah. And even, I mean, God promises that that would be true of us, right? And First John 1, 8, 9 talks about how if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. Right? When we come forth and and we agree with God about what we've done wrong and we share that and we confess that not only with him, but with others, and even in your situation, Addy, which is so encouraging is, is feeling comfortable sharing with those that you've hurt. And so with that in mind, do you have a specific story from region for students where you felt like you had an interaction with a person because you were, you know, reconciling, right? You were admitting something that maybe you said, or maybe something you did wrong. And that, that other person was able to forgive you. And you guys were able to have a, a friendship that was restored.
2: I would say, yes, I, my brother and I have always kind of just The typical like brother sister picking at each other, and I was able to sit down and have a conversation and be like, "I'm I'm sorry that I lose my temper easily with you. I get I'm really impatient with you, and through that, our relationship has gotten better. I mean, we still fight every once in a while, but it has gotten to a point where we can acknowledge when we're about to get really angry with each other and just kind of separate. And I have asked him for forgiveness for the way i've treated him and for the way because i'm supposed to be the big sister like i'm supposed to be his role model and i have Mm, let him down in certain areas with that and so asking for forgiveness for both of those things was a huge step in our relationship
1: that's That's incredible and such a testament to your little brother now because he gets to see that humility in you and i think that's my one of my favorite parts about region for students is just that those stories that you share, you probably could tell a story about every single person in your group of just a way that the Lord restored a relationship or just brought them freedom or right. just healed something in their life. And so, what would you say to the student listening to this podcast who's hesitant to start addressing these things and to start confessing or processing hurts or trials in their life? It's understandable to
2: be hesitant. It's re- it's a scary thing, and to admit you're wrong to someone is a truly humbling experience, and with that comes fear. But it's 100% worth it. Like, I don't ever regret coming to my brother and apologizing and asking for forgiveness because it's not going to harm your relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. It only helps it.
1: Absolutely. I think something too we hear a lot is just, well, I'm too young to start working through those things or I'll start working through those when I'm in college or when I get married or Mm. whatever the excuse is. What would you say to that? What would you say to people thinking they might just be too young to to start worrying about we're working through these things?
2: I don't think you're ever too young to bring to light what you struggle with and the hurt you've caused other people. And you're just going to keep putting it off if you have that mentality of, oh, I'm too young. I'll deal with it later. You're never going to deal with it. So, taking time to work through something with your step group um, with inventory is worth your time and you will reap the benefits. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
2: good.
0: Wow. Any one last thing to whatever students may they're driving or on the run doing chores? What would you one last thing you'd, you would say to a student listening?
2: I think also another thing that I took away from Region was after the fact, I was able to come back and share my testimony. And so, The impact that Regent had on me wasn't just during those 12 weeks, but it was what followed. So I was able to share my testimony with other kids. And now I'm on this podcast, for example.
1: Man. Yeah. Amazing.
0: I love that. I I really loved what you just ended with the question before last of just saying, hey, it's never too early to start confessing and sharing and trying to get healthy. And although we can go through excuse after excuse after excuse, and while they, they may be understandable excuses, they're not helpful. And But what is helpful is taking uh, the hard path of confession, making amends and choosing to uh, pursue Christ and get healthy and to not just have a uh, reconciliation with friends and family, but also with, with God. And so uh, peace with God is found through Christ, you guys. And um, I'm so thankful for Addie to be able to join us today. We're encouraged.
1: Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for coming.
0: Well, if you're interested in joining Region for Students, we do uh, one every semester. Uh, you can find more information at watermark.org slash region for students or what maybe be easier is looking us up on Instagram look up Shoreline Dallas you can DM us and we'll give you all the information you need so I hope you enjoyed this ep- episode if you have a question about teenage life feel free uh, to DM us again at Shoreline Dallas on Instagram and uh, maybe we'll talk about it so see y'all next time
1: Yeah, thanks a lot Eddie. thank you for
2: having me Woo-hoo.